Till Death Do Us Part is a lighthearted and sometimes satirical true crime podcast where we present our dysfunctional married take on serious cases involving other dysfunctional relationships. We hope you enjoy. Surprise! It's us. You were hoping for somebody else, but instead it's us. <laughs> we are giving you an afternoon delight. Good afternoon. Yeah, this should be afternoon. It is. Well, I had been working on this case to do an afternoon delight, and then it all just kind of exploded today. So we both happen to be off. We're just kind of trying to bust this out. Bus or bust? Bust. Bust. All right, so Daniel, I'm going to tell you about the manhunt of Danilo Cavalcante with Deborah Brandau. Brandau. Cool. Do I know who that is? I think Have I know. Have you been watching the news lately? No, not really. Okay. Well, you will know when I start getting into this. Okay. In April of 2021, 33-year-old Deborah Brandau was stabbed to death 38 times in front of her young children by her ex-boyfriend, Danilo Cavalcante. Oh, this one. Deborah had filed a protection from abuse order in December of 2020. The ex-couple had met in Chester County, Pennsylvania, when they were neighbors. Danello and Deborah dated for about a year and a half. At first, Danello was nice and helpful, normal. Okay, normal, that is how he was quoted. Sure. To Deborah and her children, but was always silent, observant, and reserved. And was rather cold to the two children, not forming much of an attachment. The two children were young. I'm just going to tell you they were seven and four. Okay. So they're little right. little kids. Not infants, but not teenagers. Right. Yeah. Soon, Danello showed signs of extreme jealousy, especially when he drank. Going through Deborah's cell phone and threatening to harm her if she ever cheated on him. Deborah had moved to the U.S. from Brazil for a better quality of life for she and her children. But in April, her life was viciously taken. It is believed that Danello, also from Brazil, murdered Deborah because she was going to tell the local authorities that Danello was wanted in Brazil for the 2017 murder of a man that owed him money for vehicle repairs. Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Was he in this country illegally? He was. Of course he was. Danello arrived at Deborah's home on April 18th around 4 p.m., brandishing two large knives from a black bag he had behind his back. She was outside with the two little children. Danello grabbed Deborah by the hair and threw her to the ground. He stabbed her in virtually every vital organ, causing poor Deborah to bleed to death. Oh, God. Her two children ran to the neighbors, and Danello fled the scene in a black car. Those poor babies watched their mom get brutally murdered. Yeah. By, by, the, this, by this psycho. By this yeah. man who she dated. Was she illegally in the country? Or no, she, I believe she, she was, was on here. like some sort of yes. a visa or something. Yes. Green card. Gosh, that's crazy. I know. Oh, you guys, this is just hard. And probably because he's from Brazil. So it's kind of that feeling of familiarity. So you tend to overlook the warning signs because, well, he's from the same country I'm from, you know, and. Right. And so, they spoke the same language. That, yeah, that's And the huge. same culture. 
Yeah, it's familiar. And she was lonely. She was here by herself. So she, well, she had a sister. I'm sorry. She did have a sister in this country, but she was lonely. The Schuylkill Township Police were dispatched to the home around 4.17 p.m. Deborah's neighbor attempted to save her life until medical services arrived, but Deborah was pronounced dead at the hospital soon after arrival. Uh. Danella was arrested several hours later in Virginia. Oh. Yeah. So that... He didn't get away. No. Hardly at all. No. Deborah's little daughter identified Danello in a photograph as her mom's killer, saying to the police, that's him. That's the guy that killed my mom. Please get him and put him in prison. Wow. On August 16th, 2023, 34-year-old Danello Cavalcante was convicted of the first-degree murder of Deborah and possessing an instrument of crime in the killing. Danello's attorney told the jury that he had just snapped and that he was provoked, acting out in the heat of passion. No, he wasn't. He showed up with two knives to her home and had threatened her previously that he was going to kill her. This was not a crime of passion. This was not a snapped episode. This man premeditated the murder of this wonderful woman. Again, though, defense attorneys are going to have to try and throw anything at the wall to see if it sticks. Just out of, out of, uh, that's just the process. I get that. If they didn't do that, there was no way. Yeah, they wouldn't be worth anything (laughs) at all as defense attorneys. So they have to try. Days later, Danello was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Nice. Okay, well, around 8.50 a.m. on Thursday, August 31st, 2023... So just a couple weeks later, at the Chester County Prison, only 30 miles west of Philadelphia, Danello escaped from the exercise yard during a basketball game. He crab walked up a narrow space between two walls and gained access onto the roof, scaled a fence, and pushed through razor wire. Danello made it onto the ground and left the prison on foot. Yeah, that's the one that keeps popping up. I yes. saw that a few days ago. So uh, there's a video the of him escaping. Yeah, he walked up this wall. Crab walked up this wall. Like, I have a harder time getting out of bed in the morning <laughs> than he spent crab walking up this wall. Like, he was in, he was in good shape. He was he was slender. Okay, but he's only five foot tall. Uh, really? Yes. Oh, okay, never mind. So that's um, how narrow this area was for him to crab walk it. So he was basically just the right length to easily walk up this wall. Right. And there was a glass door right in front of him. He's and a so little guy. He's little. And so he looks in the glass door. And then it also appears that there's a lookout standing to the right of the video. This guy standing there as a lookout. That's right. Uh-huh. I did see that. And then he looks around, looks through the glass door, and then just crab walks up this wall or these walls. Wow. I could never even begin to try to so do So someone that. was looking out for him, in theory, depending on how you interpret the video. So here's my question. Why wouldn't the guy who's on the lookout want to go also? Maybe he was too tall. Or he's like me, had a hard time getting out of bed in the morning? <laughs> no, he looked like he was in good shape, yeah, too. Yeah, so I wonder why he didn't try and escape as well. Well, it's easier for one person to escape than two people to escape at the same time. Right, but what's... The Danello dude 
escapes, then they're going to fix that problem. What, however he was able to do it, then they find the weakness and resolve it. Okay, well, I'll have more yeah. of that oh, at the okay. end of the All episode. Right, yeah. He was discovered missing during head count at 9.50 a.m. Thanks. Almost an hour. Almost an hour. Holy crap. The facility went on lockdown and police were called at 10 a.m., which kicked off a massive statewide manhunt. Danello was considered extremely dangerous and desperate to not get caught. Obviously. Approximately 500 law enforcement officers have been on the search for Danello since that 500? time. 500? 500. All in all, Holy crap. 500. The first known sighting of Danello was the next evening, September 1st, at 11.30 p.m. A man heard a noise coming from the downstairs area of his Pocopson Township home. They got interesting names. They have names. really interesting Oh, yeah. <laughs> this whole thing is filled with interesting names. Where do you names. live? In the Pocopson... I don't know if you heard me, but I had to look up five different ways to say things. Maybe. And most of these were these townships. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> okay. He soon noticed that a door was slightly ajar into his home. He switched the light on and off several times to signal to whoever was down there that he was being watched. A few moments later, Danello switched the light on in the kitchen. So he doesn't care. Is, no, but how scary is that? Yeah, meaning he's not, he's very bold. Yeah, he just showed this guy that he was there. If you think about that, though, he snuck into this country from Brazil. It's not like he was in, you know, just south of the border in Mexico. He was in Mexico. Right, but I That's mean, he made it. That's how they believe it, that he got into the country. Well, obviously. He okay, did. I'm I saying know. he made his way up from Brazil. Mm -hmm. So he's already set himself apart from most people. So not a lot affects him, I guess is my point. And then someone says, oh, I'm going to turn this light on and off. To him, that's nothing. That's just an annoying fly. And it's not like he came into this country looking for a better life or for opportunity or jobs or anything like that. He came into this country to escape his fate that was waiting him in Brazil right. for killing somebody. Right. Just outright killing somebody because they owed him money. I'm guessing it's not very forgiving. No, yeah. not at all. The man then told his wife to call 911 and then saw Danello walk methodically out of the kitchen and into the living room before leaving the home. Yeah, he just doesn't care. Mm -mm. He doesn't. Doesn't sound like it. No. Danello was then seen the next day at 12.30 a.m. on a residential surveillance camera about a mile and a half from the prison. On the evening of Monday, September 4th, a security camera captured Danello at Longwood Gardens, a botanical garden that is several miles from the Chester County Prison. So he's slowly making his way out of this area. Okay, if you escaped a prison or a holding facility... Right, that's actually what it was. Y yes, basically. Right, because he hadn't actually gone to prison yet. No, he wasn't at the prison that right, he was so being he, sent to he yet. He didn't escape prison. He escaped, escaped um, a holding facility. Holding facility. Right, because it's not a jail. It is considered a prison. It's called a prison, but that wasn't where he was going to spend the rest of his life. Okay. Wouldn't you want to get as far away as possible, quickly as possible? Absolutely, but you have a massive amount of people searching for you. So he had to travel at night he couldn't travel during the day but why would he be so bold as to wander around in people's houses like that because he's probably looking for food 
looking for clothes, looking for a way to change his appearance. But he went into a home knowing that there was a family in that home. God, see that? That's That's scary. So he is seen on this security camera footage. He's seen walking north and then an hour later going south. He doesn't know where he's going. He's just walking. Well, if you think about it, he doesn't have a cell phone, which we're so reliant on. So he doesn't really know where to go. And then this footage, he's seen now wearing a backpack and he has a duffel sling bag and he has a hoodie. So somewhere along the line, he was able to get that stuff. So he's starting to collect things. Mm -hmm. Okay. On Tuesday, September 5th, Danella was spotted in a creek bed on a resident's property in Pensbury Township at night, a few miles southeast of the prison. And then he fled into the woods. Wow. Danella was caught on a trail cam the next day, which was Wednesday, in Longwood Gardens, so the botanical area, but they didn't know about the sighting till Thursday. Okay. Now he's been out a week. Goodness. Friday, September 8th, Danella was spotted twice within the perimeter of the search, which encompassed the botanical gardens. But he he was always able to escape. Okay. To basically disappear. Yeah. The next day, Saturday, Danello escaped the search perimeter. He stole a local dairy farm delivery van that was about three quarters of a mile away. The keys had been left inside the van, which Danello used to flee into East Pikeland Township, which was 20 miles north. So now he's starting to get a little farther away. Danello spoke to an acquaintance in this area through a ring doorbell camera. The person was not home and did not respond to meet Danello. I've heard that this person was a former co-worker of Danello's. And when you look at the ring camera footage, he is wearing a green hoodie, a baseball cap, and he's clean shaven. So somehow he was able to clean himself up a little bit. Danello then went on to Phoenixville to contact another acquaintance. This person was also not home, but did notify police when the female resident of the home saw the escaped inmate. I believe they were going through their footage from the ring camera, and the woman saw him on the camera. Gotcha. State police were not notified about the sightings till 1230 a.m. on Sunday morning. Wow. So they lost a few hours there. That same day, the stolen transit van was located abandoned in a field around 1040 a.m. behind a barn in East. Oh, God. What did they say? Not May. Not Meal Township. Not Meal. That's how Nant- they said it. Not Not Meal. It looks like Nant Meal. Is it Not Not Meal? Not Meal. Something sure. like that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Just say it. I'll make fun of it. I have it phonetically written out here, and then I doubt myself every time. Well, this this township is slightly west of the recent sightings, and the van had run out of gas. I mean, he doesn't have any money. Yeah, he doesn't have anything. So how far could he get? The search then shifted to the northern part of Chester County. Monday, September 11th, Danella was spotted by a motorist crouched at a wood line on Fairview Road around 8 p.m. in Chester County's South Coventry Township. When the motorist circled back, he was gone. You guys, I just keep picturing all of these people spotting him 
And I'm going to give you a little rundown of really what was happening is this whole area was on lockdown. Oh, okay. Okay, Doors were locked. Schools were closed for the last few days. Oh, okay. You don't know what this man is going to do. I think as someone who works within school type situations, I think they did the right thing by closing down for a couple days. Yeah. I was going to say, because if I called the police every time I saw someone crouch down in some bushes (laughs) here, um, they would stop taking my call. There's people crouched down in the middle of the road. Forget being crouched down in woods. Okay. Well, in this area. Yeah. It's that stuck. It's it's stuck out. Yeah, it's stuck out. Yes. Okay. Authorities formed a perimeter around this area. A Border Patrol tactical team saw footprints identical to the prison-issued footwear Danello was wearing. The shoes were soon found, and a resident told the authorities that work boots had been stolen from her front porch. So like you said, he was just going around trying to collect things. Yeah. That same day, police received a call from a man on Coventry Road. He reported that a short Hispanic man not wearing a shirt had entered his garage. While he was inside his home and stole a 22 caliber rifle, the resident drew a pistol and shot at Danello while he fled with the rifle. I heard he took six shots at him. And missed. And missed. Danello's sweatshirt was found near the edge of the driveway. Danello was now considered armed and dangerous. Oh, fun. Even better. And there it goes to show you it's not like the movies. Just because you shoot at someone doesn't mean they're instantly going to be killed. You've said that before in past episodes. I've read that. Like law enforcement talk about how difficult it is to actually kill someone shooting at them. Because first of all, you'd have to hit a vital organ, which would be uh, instantly would be like the head. But the head is so small. The chances of you aiming and hitting them, especially if you're moving, is almost impossible. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. So So now he has a gun. Great. On Wednesday, September 13th, today, (laughs) the manhunt came to an end when Pennsylvania State Police announced that they had captured the fugitive. Aerial footage shows Danello with his hands behind his back, walking with a group of officers and placing him in an armored vehicle. He will be with state police for a while and is getting medically assessed. Now, I just read that Danello was captured at 8.14 a.m. He was found hiding in a large pile of logs behind a John Deere store in South Coventry Township, about 30 miles from the prison. A federal drug enforcement aircraft using thermal imaging technology picked up on a heat source in the area just after midnight but a lightning storm forced the aircraft to land. Officers surrounded the area until the morning and then moved in. Danello didn't realize he was cornered until he saw officers moving in toward him. He tried to get away by crawling through the thick brush, but a police dog was sent in and was able to detain Danello. He sustained a minor dog injury to his head. Aww. The dog bit the crap out of his head. (laughs) Hopefully. <laughs> Good. So now he's in custody. Now they have him. Dang. Wild, right? A little bit. Fun fact. You ready for a fun fact? Sure. Another inmate had escaped from Chester County Prison on May 19th. 
of this year. What? He, too, scaled the walls in the exercise yard. It was said he did it the exact same way, crab walking up the walls. He was detained within a few minutes, and the razor wire was added as a deterrent. But the only difference between the two was the tower officer. The first inmate who tried to escape was seen immediately, and control was contacted within seconds. So this guy was really only out for minutes. With Danella's escape, the tower officer did not observe nor report the escape, which means he didn't see it. Right. Which probably means he wasn't paying attention. Nope. Because he has a phone and he was looking at it. Okay, I'm going to read the Chester County Commissioner's statement. Chester County prison officials have made some immediate changes to bolster security in the prison, have brought in security contractors to make permanent changes to the exercise yards, and are reviewing and, where needed, changing procedures for both security measures and communication to residents who live close to the prison. And then the commissioners also thanked law enforcement, the community, businesses, and school districts for their support throughout the search. I have a solution. Okay, what's that? It's actually, it's two solutions. Ready? Yes. There's an overabundant supply of pythons in (laughs) Florida. And there's also an overabundant (laughs) supply of alligators in the southern states. So you do two moats. (laughs) because otherwise the snakes will eat the alligators or vice versa. I don't know which one's more dominant. You do a double moat, one full (laughs) of all of the captured pythons, and you can pay people to collect them. And then you throw all the excess alligators in the one moat, pythons in the other moat. Nobody's getting in or out of that prison (laughs) unless you put down the drawbridge. I think they should ask you for Oh my gosh. for your thoughts on this kind of stuff. It would be unbelievable. Was that two? Well, yeah, because the the snakes were one, the, the alligators were two. The snakes are overpopulating, right? They're an invasive species. Mhm. So they would be able to cut back on that and at the same time supply the prisons with um better protection. All right. And they'd save money. They don't have to hire as many guards. You might be getting a phone call soon. I doubt it. <laughs> they might want your more of your ideas. All right. Well, during the manhunt, authorities had broadcast a message over a helicopter's loudspeaker. It was Danello's mother from Brazil pleading for her son to surrender. I thought that was interesting. What? My voice would probably piss my kid off more. Just saying. What? <laughs> Yeah. Please give yourself up. In an interview with the New York Times, she said that her son's hardship in the backlands of the Brazilian savanna trained Danello to survive alone. She also stated that he may be better off dying than spending the rest of his life in prison. I'm going to read another part of her statement. Okay. If it's to go to a place to suffer and die in that place, it's better to die soon, she told a newspaper. You don't have to suffer so much just to die later. Okay. Well, that's nice. Danello's sister has also been in the U.S. illegally and was arrested by U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement and faces possible deportation over some quote-unquote immigration issues. She was also not cooperating with the authorities during the massive search for her brother. That probably contributed to it. Probably. 
Well, all of my information came from CNN. Good for them. They had a whole timeline of the events of the last two weeks up till today. But I also read and watched parts of the news conference given by Lieutenant Colonel George Bivens, who had been leading the manhunt. And then there were a lot of other articles that I looked through and skimmed through. So there you go, guys. That's the whole picture. Everything you wanted to know about this case. That's good. because Probably not, though. All I'm getting are the little tiny tidbits that pop up on your phone that you quickly swipe to make them go away so you can continue (laughs) watching YouTube or whatever it was you were doing. Yeah. Well, Daniel, what did you think of my case? That was very up to the moment. Okay. Literally. (laughs) That was very good. I'd been researching this case the last week because I did want to do an afternoon delight about this case because I really didn't know a lot about Deborah and what had happened to her because I think she's kind of getting lost in this whole thing. And so when we woke up today and he had been caught and we both had today off, I was like, all right, I'm just going to throw it together. Let's do this. Let's get this out there. I don't normally do things this up to date. There's a lot of other amazing podcasts that can do that. So once you listen to us, maybe go check out some more. So you're not normally this spontaneous. No, not at all. This just happened to work with today. So now I have to edit it and shoot it on out there. Shoot. (laughs) Well, I'm just glad he was caught. I know this has really affected Deborah's family in the most horrific way. He did threaten the children at one point who are being raised by Deborah's sister. And so they are in fear or they were in fear the last two weeks that he was going to find them and to kill them because he had nothing else to lose. So I just hope and pray that they found a little bit of peace. And once this guy's behind bars... I just, that's it. Yeah. I pray for Deborah's family. I'm just thankful that law enforcement was able to catch him. And there are many, many men and women who didn't see their families for two weeks working on this case and trying to find him. So thank you for that. Thank you for your service. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.